Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. Hello and welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Uh, my name is Jeff McLennan. I am here with Matt Brabens and Jeremy Ray. Hello, guys. Hey, Jeff. Hello. So uh, this is our very first episode. Uh, so what we're going to be talking about today is the crazy real estate market in Greater Vancouver and do deals still exist? But uh, before we get into that, I thought we should talk a little bit about why we're doing this, what what this podcast is all about. So there are lots of great podcasts out there about how to buy and sell real estate, a lot of podcasts on investing, a lot of podcasts coaching other realtors, how they can be better salespeople. Uh, that's not what this is at all. This is much more of a hangout show. We're going to have lots of info for you, but it's it's going to be kind of fly on the wall. We're going to be talking the way we talk when the three of us go out to lunch. Um, not that we're out to lunch. And um... <laughs> I, see what you, I see what you did there. <laughs> My terrible jokes. I'm a dad now, so I can make those jokes. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to be talking like we would talk about real estate in the market uh, when we're all just hanging out, which our wives don't appreciate the fact that we can't shut up about it. And something that makes us a little bit different than most of the other shows out there. A lot of real estate podcasts out there are one single team, so you're getting one vision. Uh, Matt, me, and Jer are not going to agree about everything. In fact, we're probably going to disagree about a lot of stuff. That is the idea. That's It's right in the title. <laughs> <laughs> so. I sure hope we find a way to disagree. Yeah. This show's going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're really excited with opening week. Uh, we're going to have three episodes this week, uh, probably out for you guys to listen to. Uh, we're going to have a little slower pace after that, but we thought we'd get everything started off with a bang. And if you guys like it, uh, it'd be great if you could leave us a five-star review if you're listening on iTunes. That'll really help us get out to other people. All right, and with that out of the way, let's get into the main topic of the day. Do deals still exist in real estate? Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. Wrong. 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 With that money, wrong. Lost wrong. 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 Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show. So uh, let's let's just put it on the table. Uh, we're going to talk about do deals exist in the real estate market, um, and obviously we come. All of our office, we have the same office. We are in New Westminster, uh, which is part of Greater Vancouver. Uh, our market is insane. I was dealing with a condo that I lost an offer on last week where there were 20 offers and it went almost 100 grand over asking, which, you know, when you're only talking about $480,000, that's nuts. So what do we think? How do you get a deal? <laughs> Hmm. Other than be the seller. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're always in a good position right now when you're the seller. It's been a couple of years now, right? Where, where yeah. a lot has, I mean, really the majority of, of homes seem to sell in that multiple offer over asking price. Right. It feels like all of them do. The reality which is, is, which is actually a lie. Is exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah. not every one of them, and there are some rare circumstances where you can get a bit of a deal, or maybe even a big deal. It doesn't come easily, and sometimes a few stars have to align. Right, and and the the buyer has to accept. Um, I want to say maybe some compromise in doing that, right? And I've got a story where all of the stars aligned. Okay. And it was it really turned out to be a smoking deal. All right. So I kind of go through it, and, and maybe step by step, you can tell me if you agree, agree or disagree with if these were situations that would help you get a deal. And I don't think like any one of them on their own was going to get the deal, but it's because they were all there. Okay. So this is a condo that came up for sale, and... Um, it was in pretty rough shape, and there weren't a lot of photos to go with it in the beginning, but it was in a building that I knew I liked, mm -hmm. and uh, my clients actually wanted to buy it as, as an investment, and we went and saw it. One, it was the first property we ever saw together. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I actually really hate when you see a good deal first. Right away. Because yeah. I'm not a pushy sales guy, no. which I know neither of you guys are too, and when I'm like, this is a smoking <laughs> deal, I just feel like, oh, you haven't heard me tell you all the like, other everything ones. I tell you is just going to sound like yeah. I'm, I'm just pushing you to make this sale because yeah. that's what I do. Totally. <laughs> exactly. So very first one, we walk in, I'm like, so guys, I like this one. It gets good rent. It's easy to rent. It's close to a SkyTrain. Checks a lot of boxes. We get there. The tenant is not leaving for the showing. They're not quite letting the realtor in. So we have to wait outside for 20 minutes at the beginning of the open house to even get in. They were clothed at least though. Which is a whole other, yeah, a whole other not, story. It's not the exciting kind. <laughs> yeah, so first we have to wait and you stand around, you get a little antsy and then you finally get in, the tenant's there and they're just kind of wandering around and then they start bad-mouthing everything about the unit and the neighborhood and where to be, just trying to put everybody off and it was a, just a disaster. The place was a mess inside, the atmosphere was bad, just everything about it didn't work but the price was so good. So we walked out of it and I was like, guys, I know, and now we're going to go so see two other places or doing a little bit of the open house tour but I really like that one. Um, we went, we do our tour, we talk about it, we talk, talk about how the numbers work, but they obviously, they weren't ready to pull the trigger. It was afternoon one, right? Sure, The yeah. very beginning. You don't know something's good until you've seen all the yeah. crap, right? So we spent another four or five weeks looking at properties. That place stayed on the market for three weeks huh. and then actually was removed from MLS. Um, and it was off. And then we went and saw a few others and they were starting to feel a bit anxious and they wanted to do something. And I said to them, well, that place that we first, remember that place we first saw? It never sold. And I can go and get in touch with the agent and see if they're still interested in selling it. And we can go and reach out. Are you guys interested in, in trying to make something work there? And they said, you know what, that'd be, that'd be great. Let's see if we can do that. Let's give it a try. I was about to get in touch with the agent, check my hot sheet for new listings that day, and it hit. It was on. It had come back on. But we were already like emotionally prepared. We were ready to do this. Comes back on at a slightly higher price. And my client says, like, hey guys, it's on, but you know, let's see if we can do something. And the agent is not from our local market here in New West. So it's kind of a double whammy there in that one, the agent was unfamiliar with our market. And two, the agent wasn't really motivated to make a lot of trips out of New West to get this place sold, especially after having a terrible experience with it for the three weeks the first time around. <laughs> is, is the tenant out at this point? The tenant was gone at this point, yeah. Okay. yeah. They, but I didn't know that at first, right? But then I just get in touch with the agent and the agent's like, yeah, I want to get this thing off my plate. And three weeks had gone by, the agent didn't know that our market had picked up. 
Right, it was we already were, been a turning point. And we knew it just because we were in it. And you and I, Jeremy, you talked about this when it happened. So all that's going on, um, you know, and so my clients are like, yeah, okay, let's do something, let's get on it. And then the next part that happens is, this is during a long weekend in the summer. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Let's list it on a, on a, on a, let me guess, a Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Coming into a long weekend, no one else is really paying attention. I was supposed to go away. I still went away anyway. We dealt with it electronically, but we put our offer in. Um, and the other part of it that the I've got sort of my points here as to how the buyers got their deal is they wrote an offer that the seller really couldn't say no to. Sure, they wrote a full price offer, right? right? Even though. It hadn't sold properly marketed. Yeah, though, this this is probably going above that. Yeah, which still yeah. is a lot better than dealing with a half dozen dozen yeah. other competing people where yeah. sky's the limit. Yeah, so we put in our offer full price, and the realtor is so excited. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like, I can go away for the long weekend. <laughs> he is doing everything he can to close this. He's calling me every two hours. I'm so sorry, I can't go to hold my seller. The seller's out of the country. They're traveling on vacation. I'm trying to get this done for you. And unfortunately, it dragged on for another like 36 hours. And he calls me back. He's like, I'm really sorry. Another agent like has been interested. They came and saw it yesterday and they are making an offer. Now you're in competition. So we ended up bumping up our price above asking price. Okay. Paid for you know, a little bit over asking price. I think it was like ten or fifteen thousand. And um, agent comes back to us and says, "Yeah, I can get this done. We just got to get it all signed." And I'm like out summer long weekend. I got my whole family and my in laws and everybody packed up to go to the beach. And I'm sitting at the table in the cottage. I'm like, "Okay, guys, I'll catch up with you in a few hours. I'll get this done." Mm-hmm. Timing. We get it done. Get it locked up. Two months later. So this was in the summer of this past year. And two months later, it was worth another. I want to say forty thousand, wow. yeah. and now it's worth like it, we got units selling for almost a hundred thousand more than they paid for it. Yeah, you know, and at that time, so they paid four fifteen for this property. There was a, there was another listed that had been selling for about four forty five. Mm-hmm. There was a sale posted at four forty five in the moment. And what did they get this one for? Four fifteen. Wow. And then every day after that, it just went up in, in value. It, it's funny because when I first got started in real estate, uh, there used to be the saying, I'm sure I've shared it with you guys, that there's there's four D's to getting a deal in real estate and they all suck, right? <laughs> like it's uh, somebody died, somebody's right. in debt or divorce. Um, divorce or sorry, there's three D's. Okay. They're, they're on, they're on <laughs> Hang on, I'm writing this down. How yeah. many D's? Yeah. Three D's. No, but, but I think we should add a fourth, which is somebody's dumb. <laughs> like, like, like if you get a dumb realtor who doesn't know what's going on I, I have almost the exact same story that you just told at the end of the year this year where I won't go into the details because it's very the same but this realtor had just gotten back into the business and had no idea what the market was doing had no idea that the stress test was changing things and was just like well I listed it for what the last one sold for six months ago oh wasn't waiting on offers wow uh, we wrote the offer before the first open house and then she still held the open house and she texted me during it she's like I think you guys did really well because I mean they're lined up out here <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah, wow, well, really, lucky us. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez, how did that happen? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. oh, my gosh. Holy. Okay, absolutely, add it to the list. Dumb. Yeah. I'll give, I, I will give sort of the credit to the agent in my story. Not, yeah. not a dumb agent. Right. Like, actually extremely successful yeah. on, on paper, but, but didn't know the market. Right. Was, was not 
anywhere geographically close to New Westminster. Which I'm I'm willing to call that agent dumb because or lazy. Oh, okay, um, sure. Because you guys stick close to home. There's lack of experience. Maybe not dumb. But if you're going to go out of area, you need to do more work. Do some homework. Fair right? comment. Do yep. some research. Yep. They. I. I just remembered which one this was too. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I did help facilitate that. Not to to toot my own horn, but there was there was a conversation about. Uh, a, yeah, a place similar. I, I feel like I. Okay, you're being super cryptic. I, I, I need <laughs> you gave you gave me a little. Here. <laughs> was it? Is that one of my favorite buildings in town? It might be. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 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 So there, might, was, there was. Hey, I, 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 did you give me perfect a perfect example of collaboration? You gave me a little nudge. <laughs> okay, Jeremy. I have no idea what you're talking about, which I assume means the audience has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so so, so are you done with your story? I'll. I'll yeah, that's yeah, that, that is the segue. nuts and bolts okay, of segue. my how I got those guys a deal. So, yeah, and I will. I agree with most of most of that. Um, I'll, I will add to that. In addition to okay, in addition to Matt, addendum. Um, are there deals? Uh, so, future Jer here. Um, I was told from the other two fellas that we do the podcast with that uh, there was some epic teasing going on, and just after this, for probably about two minutes, I go on an epic rant tear of things that have nothing to do with what that uh, original question was or i do i talk about the other the main topic question but i don't actually get into how i helped matt brabens with the uh the steal and to be honest i i didn't really do too much but basically <laughs> what uh what did happen was i reminded matt of a property that was still for sale that i knew he had somebody interested in and uh, it was a good reminder for him. Future Matt here. Hold on. <laughs> it was a big deal what you did. It might be a small thing, but it had a big impact. Because I sit at a computer and look at MLS listings. Yeah. and, and At I, the right time. And I got a good deal out of it and so did my clients. Okay. Is that, does that work, Jeff? Future Jeff? Future Jeff here. <laughs> I don't really have anything to add, but I, I don't want to be left out of this future conversation. <laughs> Okay, back to episode one. Enjoy. <laughs> back to episode one. Well, I thought you were going to explain to us about our collaboration. Yeah, so, so I really so. want to know what the hell you did. Like, 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 were you slipping the other realtor? So comparables. I, I don't. I don't. Okay, I'll give some backstory. I don't. This is Jeremy Ray here from Remax uh, in the West. Um, <laughs> I, I don't sell myself as being this, you know bullish negotiator that I will squeeze every last penny out of those sellers and 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 you know get you the rock bottom price especially in the last couple of years because it's really been you know your experience your expertise has really been the key thing to that um, so I think it's there there are subtle things subtle subtle differences that will help you not necessarily overpay uh, and one of those is knowing what's happening in the marketplace what's happening kind of inventory we have what kind of price band you know a seller's market buyer's market well that depends you know we've talked mm -hmm. about before detached houses well half of them are good half of them aren't some are going yeah. over ask multiples yeah. and then there's another segment that you're looking at several months on the market yeah there's times where like everything under 800 is selling like nuts but you hit a million and all sure. of a sudden it's it's not times when we can list a property at you're like oh my place is worth around 500 so let's list at 520 and you uh, actually there's no one buying up there so if you give me at least like a 499 
we have a way better chance because we, we you know we know people are looking at these whole numbers a lot of times uh, you know agree or disagree but but there are those bands where, where that's happening and but then the other thing is so is, what just to clarify what you're saying is everybody's searching under 500 so if you're at 510 nobody's gonna see. when you're in yeah when you're in right. a weird little market yeah, where, where there is yeah. there's like we were talking about this the other day holy crap how come nobody's buying uh, you know, apartments over six hundred right. thousand yeah. right now, but yet people are buying but, ones but that aren't even desirable one bedrooms for, for five and a quarter. Yeah, which you know, for us to do the math, there's way more value mm-hmm. in those ones. So, is it a deal? The person that got the one bedroom for five hundred, I think it's more of a deal or better value to get that two bedroom for uh, just under six hundred. Yeah, if you look at the what the jump would be, the even the potential rental. Um, but then the other side is. Having a comprehensive knowledge of, I mean, because we work in a small market here in a small neighborhood, we know little details. We see the same people at open houses sometimes. You know, you kind of know, oh, I've known this person. I could be working for a seller and I go, oh, it's that guy's client that's writing the offer. They've been looking at open houses for the past year. (laughs) Don't worry about her. She's come to every Queen's Park Open for the last 11 years that I've held. (laughs) No, this this knowledge that... uh, yeah. So so. Anyways, that's a bit of the backstory with this one that that Matt had, where there was you know some intimate details that were known. And what did you do? What I I don't even remember the de- the details, but I think I did say that that tenant was in that unit telling people how horrible it. They were in the open house. They, they were they there. Were open yeah, houses. I just don't want to say too much about the unit, so we don't give away to the audience where it is. Right. But the, the I was there at the open house, and the tenant said to me, and my clients, negative things about the area. Right. When I was there, I think I think what it was with you and I, Jeremy, is you might have just given me a bit of a nudge, like because we we talk about hey, you got any sort of thing out there that sort of fits this criteria? I got well, you got clients looking for an investment property. You might have said that, mm-hmm. hey, I'm thinking about this one. This one's been on my mind. I think it's still available. Okay. I'll that, take less credit. That might have been the nudge but, right there. But it was a conversation that we do have because we, you know, work in the same same office. But a little detail that might not, and this, I mean, this is already kind of sounding like a plug or, or kind of like it's a salesy thing, but um, I mean, that was a difference. The difference that made the difference. It was a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it was a difference that, that if you know somebody, yeah, somebody walking in that had none of that experience, um, you know, they probably could have done from a seller side, could have yeah, absolutely. potentially did an injustice to the seller. Yeah, this is kind of the big thing that's the difference that makes the difference uh, about our office, right? Like, you're not going to get two realtors in most offices who are just deciding, like, hey, you're talking about this thing. I know information that can totally help you out. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's see what we can do. Like, that's something I really like. I mean, our office Most of our doors are open when we're working in our individual offices. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we're not the stereotypical office with everybody, like the parking lot full of BMWs, all gray. What we, you know, like the ridiculous, <laughs> the, the, the cheapest, nice car. <laughs> the Honda Civic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, I guess it's worth mentioning too, this is it's, it does sound like we're, you know, we are in competition. But, uh, but we happen to work together in the same general sort of space for a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you know what? For the benefit of our audience and our lawyers, I want to mention that even though we share ideas, we don't share the wrong ideas when it would impact clients who we are working with. There was no collusion. There was no collusion. Is there an investigation? That is two check boxes of some references. <laughs> I think it's our third. third. <laughs> Did, what do you think? There's deal, other deals? 
Uh, no, I'm serious though. I want I want the audience to know that we're not uh, putting them at risk. No, we're, we're we're talking about helping each other become better at our profession. Yeah. We're not talking about insider trading. Uh, absolutely, that's that's you know, not the point. But it, but if I don't have a client who's currently looking for a two bedroom investment condo for six hundred thousand, and Jeremy walks in the room and, and I'm like, oh man, I you know. And he's looking for something, and I noticed it. I just I've noticed something in the market that I think is a good buy for an investor at six hundred. Yeah, obviously you're going to tell your clients before you tell Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> but if I don't have a client in that yes. segment, if I don't have somebody with that budget looking for an investment property, I just might mention like, "Hey guys, did you see this one? This is a smoking deal. If you have anyone, right, you might want to you know pay attention." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you brought up BMWs, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> What color BMW do you have, Derek? <laughs> well, so I don't know if you guys... I, I worked in an office before I, I, I joined up with where, where you guys are at, um, out in, uh, in Coquitlam. And I feel like, yeah, they did... There were a lot of, like, fancier cars. That was one of the things that when I first came to, to, to the Remax office, um, I just feel like everyone's... The vehicles were a lot more down-to-earth. There was... I feel like there was, like, three or four Jeeps when I first... When I joined up. I don't know if that was the case for you guys, um, but I remember where, where back where I was in, in, that, in a, you know, another city, um, it was, yeah, you had a gray BMW, a silver BMW. Um, we, we had that at, at advantage for a brief moment in time. Most of those realtors have moved on to other offices. Like, there were times where I'd get to the parking lot and I was driving a Ford... Uh, I drive a Fusion now. I, I, my focus. I was driving a Ford. You had a Focus. I had a Focus, yeah. Uh, How did you ever make it in real estate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> people would look at my... <laughs> yeah, so I'd pull in, and it'd be my little Focus, and then BMWs either side. Just flanking you left and right, yeah. as far as you can see. That's a big lie, though, because I, I sold a place... Uh, you calling me a liar? Yeah. No, no, not you a liar. Oh, okay. The... Um, Industry I mean, myth? Yeah, industry myth for sure. Like I, um, I got my license suspended in my first year of real estate. <laughs> your, your, uh, your driver's license. My, yeah, <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. It was a hard. It was a horrible year. Yeah, I, I got my dr- which, uh, and I should clarify, I wasn't drinking and driving. <laughs> I, um, I didn't have a driver's license until after I had my real estate license. Like I got my real estate license first, and then was like, oh. I need to drive people, and I need to drive Hang myself. On a I haven't thought this through. So I, so I had an N in my first like six months, and I don't know if you know this, but when when the N, um, the new driver permit, the new driver permit, when you have an N, they give you one warning ticket, but if you get a second ticket, you get an automatic license suspension. Hmm. So I I got that second ticket, and uh, there was a month where I had to take the bus or get my mom to drive me to showings. <laughs> so seems so awkward. Stories from the new real Oh yeah, and I, I, sometimes I'd trick people. Like I'd be like, oh, you've got a baby? You don't want to load your car seat into my car. Why don't I just come, come with you? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, and, and I mean... Most people, I just made a joke of it, right? And, I, like, I'd get off the bus, and I'd be like, yeah, times are really hard. <laughs> I really need this. I really need yeah, this. You have house. to buy this house. Um, so no BMW for you. I never owned a BMW. No. I, but you make fun of me all the time. I've only ever owned Fords. My grandpa 
owned a Ford dealership, and I'm a total homer. I, uh, yeah, and I like them. Like, I've owned a Focus and two Fusions. Those are the only cars I've owned. So. Yeah, of the domestics, I think they're, they make decent vehicles. I think it's kind of interesting, though, because we talk about our cars, and Jeff, you say you are a sedan guy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I want a car. You want a car. I like, you, you have no aspirations for... No, what do I need a... <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not like Jer. I'm not going off-roading. I'm not going up into the mountains and trying to find... Like, I am driving in the city. But you got two kids now. Yes, what and about... they are tiny. They are the size of my elbows and my fingers, and they fit nicely in a car. <laughs> okay. All right. So do you think that might change when they get less tiny? I don't think so. I, you seem really committed to this sedan. No, but they have two. His wife's car's bigger. Though. Yeah, yeah. It, it, your your wife's car's much bigger my, than my your... wife drives a, a tiny SUV. Um, but well, it's got the hatch space. But I don't like driving it. Like, yeah. and I don't know. My dad had a suburban when I was a kid, and, and then an excursion. You had, you had to start turning like a block before <laughs> you hit the intersection. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, no, no, BM, no BMWs. Matt does not have no, no BMW. Yeah, my I, dream car. I, I'd love to. I would turn my back on my Ford loyalty for a Tesla. That would. Uh, I mean, I don't know the, if they, that will ever happen. But I would. The inner, the inner geek voice in you is calling out for get me a Tesla, please. Yeah, I mean, you need a Tesla. Yeah, I, I mean for the for the planet. For the planet, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Not the not the huge could, like, twenty four inch Tesla. for the mass production Tesla, or does it have to be the? Yeah, I think I could sell. Yeah. for the... I mean, that one's actually. It's totally affordable. That one. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What does that say about the? I mean, the cars kind of. We don't have storefronts, right? And I always kind of think about this. Like, it's not when somebody potentially meets you for the first time, or you're. Can you come by my house and and have a look? I'm thinking about listing it. And you could be, I don't care if you've been, I mean, we've all been in the business for like pushing 10 years here. Jeff's a little bit longer than that. Yeah. You could, sh- Eleven, you, you could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, nobody's counting. Um, you could show up in the biggest POS Tercel and that person could, uh, not maybe not everybody, but there's a good chance that person could say, holy crap, how bad are they at real estate that that's their car? Yeah. And, and, but those are, but there's a fine line. <laughs> like something, I think every realtor has a type of client that they connect with. For sure. And the guy who's like, oh, that's what you're driving? I had a dentist one time tell me that. And I was like, as soon as he said it, he's like, oh, I was expecting something nicer. You're not my guy. And I was like, mm, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, we're not going to connect. Like, it's just not going to be a good relationship. And I've had lots of clients. I shouldn't say lots. I have had clients say... It sounds braggy. Oh, it's refreshing. Like, like oh, I... Yeah, because it's not a three, I was expecting silver to show, three series. you to show up in some sort of like douchebag car and have your hair all slicked back and, you know, want to talk about crushing it. <laughs> like, I think we none of our cars are like, really... So we've, we've identified that I, mean, I have a Ford. You have a Ford. Matt has a... a Does your truck have a type? It's a full-size pickup truck. That's okay. the type. As far as I'm concerned, it's a truck. <laughs> I think for, for those who know full-size is important. <laughs> it's not a... Yeah. He knows it's not a Ford. It's not a, it's not a Ford. It's I don't drive. Mine's not a Ford. Yeah. I know you have a Jeep. A Jeep, yeah. But, like... Just because of the shape. And it says Jeep. It <laughs> says Jeep, yeah. But it's no Grand Cherokee. Jerry's got the full off-road yeah. Rubicon. 
Yes. Yeah. It's the, yeah. I think it's an important distinction. A car says a lot about a person, right? Okay. So what is your, what does your truck say about you? Maybe that's for you to decide. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Well, well, I, I think Matt's truck, truck says, says yeah. Matt's truck, I think, feel like Matt's truck's like the foreman's truck. He doesn't want the workers to, it's not like the Denali. It's just all leather, but it's, you know, it still has the cloth seats, but it says, like, I works hard. And, uh, but he's not necessarily one of the workers. <laughs> <laughs> he's not one of the workers. I, okay. I, I do want to maybe explain why I have a pickup truck because I'm, a, I'm actually trying to move away from the pickup truck. When yeah. I first got it, though, it's because I wanted a dirt bike and then I got a dirt bike and I had to be able to take the dirt bike to the trail. Right. And I have no place to store a trailer in my housing situation. So the idea was get the truck, put the bike in the back of the truck and drive to the trail. See, I don't have problems with people who drive big trucks or SUVs and have a reason <laughs> to. It's, it's the guy who never goes out of the Vancouver city limits who feels like he needs to have like the gas guzzler. It's a bit confusing. So yeah. that, that's why I got the truck. And now I get I have it because um, I do a lot of sort of weekend trips with the family and um, we're hauling, you know, lots of stuff for it's uh, sometimes it's materials because I like doing renovations, but I am moving away from it. But I still like having uh, sort of a bigger sized vehicle. That's what I like. I do like the perception that I think I have on people at like appointments and meetings when I when I go and get in my pickup truck and drive away. Half the time I drive away, I sort of look at them going like, I hope they look over and see that I'm not driving a BMW. Yeah, and it's a pickup truck. And, it, it, and, and when you started, you were driving a lime green. I don't I don't, rem- I, I don't know. If <laughs> you know <laughs> but it but like like. Your car, you could spot from space <laughs> when you started. Fair comment. Like, and which I think was effective when you started because I don't know how many times Jared drives by me a day in New West. I mean, New West is what ten blocks by ten blocks. It's small. So right? might just drive another silver vehicle, though. right? But you knew every time Matt drove, drove by you because nobody else was driving that like. <laughs> The color is key yeah. line. Which also key hurt. Line. Which also hurt him when he's parked outside of a house. Okay, so I wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, you 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 are yeah. absolutely okay. spot on. Key lime green. Uh, that car served us well. It is my wife's car now. Excellent. Still in the family. But we. Okay, so I want to hear what uh, the Jeep means about Jer. It, it means not, not, not from Jer. <laughs> how, how did this redneck? Was he lost? How? Why is he here? I like that I say not from Jer. You're like, I'm just gonna get that in there anyway. <laughs> I don't want this to go in the wrong direction. I'm just gonna start steering this right. Now. I want I want Jeff to describe my vehicle because I feel like Matt gets it. Um, I don't know if Jeff does. I, okay, let, let's go deep. Uh, Jared's vehicle uh, says he's he's not ready to commit to. Uh, city life. He needs to hang on to a sense that there is adventure waiting for him and that at any point in time he could get up, get out of town, and go on a, well, a, a, a crazy adventure. You're calling me impulsive. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here. I, I'm saying that you want to know that there's, you can grab life and and get out. I don't know what the no. hell I'm talking about. <laughs> what my friend's trying to say here is um, it's it's it is it's just preparedness. I'm a prepper. It's, For the zombies. It's the zombies are coming. We know that. And that's <laughs> okay. something that we know. Elon Musk was selling flamethrowers the other day. <laughs> that was just a joke, actually. No. No, he actually sold flamethrowers. No, he 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 put out a statement about like, oh, this was a joke on really really bad. Oh. oh. Did he actually sell flamethrowers? 
I thought he accepted payment. I, I think he was selling something that maybe wasn't a flamethrower, but he was calling it a flamethrower, and he thought that was really funny, uh, and then it blew up on him. Funny, not funny. Oh. But, yeah, and he had to explain. but I'm not going to lie. I, I don't 100% know. I just saw he, he released an apology for his flamethrower joke. That's the depth of my... It is easy. I mean, in my experience, when you're making a joke that offends somebody, it's a lot easier just to say, I'm just, just kidding, I didn't mean that. Or if you were trying to make a joke. Just kidding. Okay. Sorry for selling all these flamethrowers. Okay. Just kidding. Matt, do you have anything to add about what the Jeep says about, about deer? Yeah, I think it says that... Um, no short people can... I can't take short clients out. <laughs> well, that was my comment to you forever, right? Was that you needed... How the hell is anyone going to get in that? Thing? Yeah. <laughs> it, we got a stool. Yeah, it, it is lifted. Not in an obscene way, but in a very sort of functional off-roading way. Yeah, and nobody can see this, but Matt and Jer are, are ridiculously tall. They're taller. <laughs> taller. And, and I'm a, a normal-sized human being who had to like get a running start <laughs> to get into the Jeep. Right, the front seats are very comfortable. Yeah, oh, I, I like your Jeep. My son loves your Jeep. My son loves the Jeep. Yeah. I, I think it's great that Jer's got the vehicle because he wants to use it to go off-roading, and that is part of his recreation, and he knows that it will have an impact on his clients when they see it, and there's no shame in that. It's This is who I am. This is what I do in my spare time when I find any spare time now with my you know newborn. Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> and eight months old. I, infant? What are we supposed to call so her? So she's, she's not a toddler. She doesn't toddle yet. She's been she's out less time than she was in. Still, yes. Is that is that become toddler? <laughs> I don't know. Should... If you're listening, <laughs> you can advise. Feedback channels. What do you call a baby that has spent less time in or out than in? It can't be a toddler until it toddles, and you got to be like wobbling around on your feet. Yeah. This is good parenting advice. Maybe we should have a parenting podcast. I think that's a definite. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I just think it it says that you know you're you're confident in who you are. And that you like the outdoors. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree with either of you, except Jeff. <laughs> About which part? I, I don't know. I'm just... Okay. Okay, well, we did everybody else. What, what is the Ford from Europe? It says your grandpa owned a dealership. And <laughs> it's I, I don't really care. It's just the one that's close by. And I go there, <laughs> and my lease guy calls me. And like, I really don't care about vehicles. <laughs> it needs four doors. And it has to have, say, Ford on the front. And okay. be from down the street. I really do like the guys down there. <laughs> Did I get that? Probably. Yeah. And it's your second of the same exact vehicle. Uh, well, you knew more about fusions, Jeremy. Okay. Your car before was a black fusion. No, it wasn't black. Um, it was a fusion, but they Charcoal? actually changed the entire. No, no, this is the first black car I've owned. Um, color was your first your car before I'm not going to tell you if you can't remember Matt, um, Matt will know your license plate number it's well that's the same um, no but the fusion totally changed in between like the entire body is different oh I know yeah and just got the platinum alright uh, yeah <laughs> it's like getting the fully loaded Toyota Matrix it adds like $20,000 it's, it's probably more expensive than the low end Tesla <laughs> 
Jeff's shaking his head just so you know he's not absolutely ridiculous. Jeff's planning what he's going to say to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> my friends are making fun of me. My clients won't even go in my car. <laughs> Who goes in realtors' cars anymore? I mean, that, that's, that's a, a rarely take. Okay, enough okay. about cars. Cause I might have to change all this. I find just cars so really boring. <laughs> Let's <laughs> talk about something I know about. Going to New York City doesn't like cars. Shh. Let's talk about Quiet. sellers. Um, okay, so one thing I think that we talked about doing as a regular segment on this was just having story time. Uh, Jer, I think you you got a story for us today, right? And and it's about real estate. It, it, so. <laughs> yeah, but it, sorry, real estate podcast. <laughs> story time yeah. uh, with Jeremy Ray. Okay. Uh, well, it doesn't always have to. Well, this one is a. This is yeah. You don't get to tell all the stories. Real estate story. It's not always my story. No, it's not always your story. What yeah. if Matt has an awesome story to tell? Well, he can tell it to me or write it down, and I will <laughs> paraphrase. Anyways, so this one is a real estate story, and I—I I mean, it's—it's it's interesting for us. I don't. It might be interesting for other people, but I was looking on. So today, I was looking on MLS, and for those of you who don't know, that stands for uh, Multiple Listing Service. Yeah, that, I, that, most people who, who subscribed to listen to a real estate podcast. <laughs> ML. Oh, I was on Craigslist. <laughs> I was on Facebook the other day, and a, a realtor posted in this Facebook group I'm in. What does CMA stand for? Which how do they know, how do they know that word? If you're listening and you don't know, uh, CMA is comparative market analysis. Um, and I don't expect you to know that as a listener. No, but a realtor. <laughs> What's the CMA my my client yeah. keeps telling me about? Yeah, I can't get ask. where do I get? What is it a program I need to get? Is, is it, like, do I have to go to school for it? <laughs> do I put it at the end of my name? It's <laughs> an accreditation. Of all the CMAs, of all of them, I have the best CMAs. I went to Staples this morning, Kinko Staples, got the CMAs, I'm ready to meet you at your house. <laughs> okay, Jack, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, multiple listing service, I was looking on, mm-hmm. I was looking on the multiple listing MLS, and was looking at listings, and I noticed the listing that came up locally. I think that's all I am at liberty to say. It was a local listing that came on, not a local realtor. Because board rules, we're not allowed to slag other realtors. Don't slag other realtors, they're trying. <laughs> I find some of them very trying. <laughs> what were those D's again? Full circle. I only remember dumb. <laughs> All twelve of the D's. I'm looking at this listing. I mean, and most of us, you know, good realtors. And again, we're not here to plug ourselves. We're not here for. I think we are. This <laughs> we're at this. We're really bad at this. Um, so, anyways, this listing was was online. And I thought for a second it was like most of us, we have our, our pictures taken, professionally taken. Uh, we get the files. We put the listing. goes live. Mm-hmm. Pictures are on the internet. I think the public expects the pictures to be on. When I'm working with buyers, they're very annoyed they, if the pictures aren't there, at least within the first day. They want, yeah, okay. Yeah, so they won't, and they won't I, even read it I, before the listing. I mean, and I've had clients, too, that are just like... I'm loading them currently. Like the office puts listing up yeah. here, it's up, and you're loading, and they're on the ball. Where, where are the pictures? Um, but anyways, we expect them to be up. I was looking at a listing. I, I thought it was a new listing, um, but it was it actually had been on. And I checked again just before today. It's been on the market for nine days now without a single picture. I, I thought I was under the impression that we had the board. Like maybe this is a Surrey board thing, but that they would find you or that you actually had to have I think, Fra- zero I think Fraser Valley was talking about doing that I don't know if they did but I don't think that's I, our board I think that's yeah, a good so, idea so very strange um, 
nine days uh, and counting with, with zero picture and not even just and it's it's like a nicer it's a newer townhouse complex we don't even have a lot of townhouses here there's no reason to not have at least a picture of the outside it's beautiful bricks nice nice place um, and uh, without saying too much but the the oddest thing the oddest thing about this situation is uh, I mean people know we get commissions when we're working with buyers the seller's paying us a commission right this listing it happened to have a, a bonus so a, a couple thousand dollar bonus <laughs> please sell this listing so it's like the bonus I, is offered to who to the buyer's agent and so, I'm just so the, curious so the listing to know, agent is like why why is this not selling why can't I can't sell this no listing. one's calling me I, I it must understand. be that I'm not paying the realtors <laughs> how do you I mean, and that's something that, you, you know, we've, a seller signs off on how much, you know, they want to know what are you charging me. We let them know what we're charging them. But they had to fill out either a, an extra form or at the time said, I'm doing this, plus I'm going to need a little bit more money because I don't know how to get pictures into the computer or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the seller's paying. I have one of those phones that doesn't take pictures. I don't know. You, you Which know, none by of time, take pictures with a By the phones. time they get developed, I got to put them in the, and then mail them to the board and the get board in the scan. computer. <laughs> in the computer. So, so anyways, that was just a shocking. I mean, we've seen listings that don't have pictures up for a few days and it's not that out of the ordinary, but to actually have to add why money you, for you, like, please bring your buyers. Why would you ever put a bonus on a listing that you haven't put pictures up first? For sure. That's insane. A, a, a brand new listing. Too. So, yeah. So, no no pictures, trying to give incentive with money. So, I, I look at it and I go, okay, well, maybe there's, like, actually a reason for this. Which is the reason why you have to put pictures up. Because everybody thinks that, like... Yeah. That it's a piece... I mean, what... what, what? Just go for it. <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, that, I mean, I won't put pictures up if my listing looks absolutely terrible. But most buyers yeah. are like, well, let's just go see it anyways, especially in this market. The yeah. ones just like, I'll, I'll I find a way to take a picture of one room. I will find I a way can, to get a picture of a single room. I can go on Google Street View and give you a picture of the building. You don't have to go there. <laughs> don't even put it online. You said it's a townhouse complex, right? Yeah. You're allowed to take the front of the building. From another from listing. listing. Yeah, you can always go and copy that from You'll someone else. that from someone else. Yeah. You know, so sort of, so I'm giving him a little benefit of the doubt that it's absolutely terrible inside. He doesn't even have time to copy and paste. He or she <laughs> does not copy or paste. By the way, the description says is it, it is in like new condition. Did you look it up? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh <laughs> so it's not a piece of shit. It doesn't, at least according to the description, it's not a piece of shit. And, and can I say it's an, an, an end unit? Uh, let's not get into that. Maybe, maybe that's... Maybe no. this realtor is trying to build up like... Suspense? Suspense. Massive like, hype. Oh, man, I can't see it. I, I need it. <laughs> pictures. Pictures next week. Tune in next week. For After it's sold. Pictures. Yeah. So, like, if we talk about this in a context of, like, a common mistake that a seller would make. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, it the, is it the seller's fault here? Is it the agent for... Like, we don't know exactly what's going on, so we are just, just speculating. But, like, could the seller have done more? Did the seller choose the wrong agent? Maybe they're out of town. Right? Maybe they're out of town. The agent can't come in. He can't get in. I, I think 100% <laughs> this is the agent is terrible. Like, yes, the seller has made a mistake in that they either hired wrong or they didn't bother to check their listing ever which you know a seller should look at a listing um it's always good to have extra eyes right but um 
Yeah, why wouldn't... I mean, we could... I just can't think of a reason. So let's pretend it was in terrible condition. This yeah. was your listing, Jeff, and you couldn't take photos. Yeah. And what do you do about what it? Do? What do you do about it? I can't... Okay, okay. No, you know what? You, I walk, have you, you right? walk in and you see it and it's in terrible condition. It's not on MLS yet. You are the representative. They've asked you to help them sell their house. I have one of these right now. Oh. I have the cheapest home for sale <laughs> in Queen's Park and it's the cheapest because... There's a reason. And, it might be the cheapest in New West, right? It now. might be the cheapest <laughs> home in New West. In historically the most expensive neighborhood. In, yes, 100%. <laughs> Painting a picture. And we didn't put up interior pictures, but we took a picture of the front of the house, <laughs> and then in the description, we're like, this needs work. You know, all the realtor codes, right? Like, If you need to see the inside of the house, yeah. this is the wrong house for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, Let's say we're talking condo, though. You walk through the doors. There is no excuse not to have a, a, a front of the building. So we've got front of the building picture. So yeah. what do you what do you do about the inside though? You walk in, you meet your seller. They say, "I want to put this on in two weeks." You're gonna get your yeah. photographer there in a week. Yeah. Do you just take a picture of the front? What not, what I'm yeah. doing? Yeah, I'm asking you what you do. And I'm allowed to take pictures inside. I'm not. Yeah. I don't have a difficult seller. Yeah, it's your choice. Well, no, I hire a professional photographer. I I have a whole team. <laughs> a whole team, <laughs> but comes through and does it right because like will you like, I guess I'm, I'm baiting you a little bit like yeah. would I go and take pictures of a really crummy looking condo like well at some point maybe there's only a room or two I can get into but a common mistake a seller makes maybe is not really looking at the details yeah and I, I mean I think we could probably fill a whole episode with common mistakes a seller would make <laughs> like yeah. um, coming up next week <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know what? I mean, we are kind of running out of time. Why, why don't we save this, table this for now, and uh, let's uh, let's next episode. More stories to come. More talk about real estate, hopefully, to come. <laughs> and story time with Jer. Y- you don't get to be story time <laughs> with Jer. That is not going to happen. Uh, well, we'll see what they think. <laughs> I'm going to flip this table. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, well, any any parting thoughts before we, we close off here? I think I've said everything I need to say. 